Hello and welcome to Transposition, the official podcast of the multi-genre literary journal, Exposition Review. I'm Laura Rensing, stage and screen editor with Exposition Review, and I'm here today with Anthony R. Weston-Kuchner. Anthony is a voracious reader who enjoys alpine skiing and witty condescension. His work has appeared, or is forthcoming, in the Mud Season Review, the Finger Literary Journal, the Reject Pile, Apparatus Magazine, and of course, Exposition Review. According to Anthony, he once killed a man in self-defense with an Oxford comma, but now he currently lives with his wife and their three children in Kansas City, Missouri. Today, he'll be reading his experimental piece, Carried. Carried. The best sex inevitably occurs 15 minutes before in-laws are expected. Efficient ecstasy balances passion with prayers to silence screaming bed springs in hopes they don't wake the baby or camouflage the click of the front door because the prospects of facing mother and father-in-law red-faced with boxer briefs twisted around one leg is humorous on a severely sloping scale. Every second is a gamble and every gamble another indecorous giggle. Shirts tucked seconds before the car door slams in the driveway prove risk incubates reward. But every pleasure has a price and every price must be paid. Biological fairness requires wider perspective than humanly possible. Even as we toasted smiling, I remember what she said. The least pleasurable cuts sink deft and dexterous. Witnessed wounds slip deepest inside the one you love. Disasters are born on rainy Mondays, but it was a sunny Friday. Anticipation withered with tilt-shift, time-lapse descent until only the husks remained. The sun doesn't know how offensive its shine was that day. Gather the blank smiles, don't worry, teary-eyed with every embrace, but they don't know. It'll be okay, teary-eyed with each embrace, but they know. Everyone knows. We know. Clinicians don't cry. No euphemisms, no coddling, just sterile honesty, incapable of the comparable injuries inflicted by compassion. Fluorescent lights humming are an odd comfort against genuine loving embraces. The well-meaning and earnest to this day, it blackens, sears, and breaks. Joy begets confusion, forgets sadness, begets rage, like stepped-in excrement leaving foul footprints. Everywhere follows the horrific stench of anger and outrage and impotent fury neatly compressed behind into tiny tread designs. They forget first. After all, you should be over it by now, except it's never over. After all, God has a plan for a new little angel, but gods are appalling monuments to empty explanation and lax accountability. After all, the human body is an incredible biological mechanism, except for those moments when it's not. A brilliant explanation of death to a dying man tends to lose its luster. It never goes away, but it just gets better, incrementally speaking. A good conscience perpetrator who slowly separates the metal from flesh, micrometer by micrometer, in nanoscale with cells and tissue, minds and hearts, and feet and hands and bodies knitting back together. Raw, rare, and rotten emotions reluctantly emulsified into tendered, knotted scar. Mournful gray gloom eddied around the subconscious, an infinitesimal yet movable marble pressed beneath your heel, flowing aimlessly into being but lost your path. I worry you can't find the way back. I mourn the stupid things you'll never do. I miss the moments you'll never frustrate and puzzle me, which stings far greater than the first time you won't say I hate you. So I carry your heart buried in mine. I only think of you when I'm awake. Please tell me that you're still here. Come back for just a moment and whisper, I passed painlessly and was never alone. 
can you talk to me about your experiences as an experimental writer? When you're writing this piece, like how did you decide to go more towards an experimental form as opposed to a more traditional format? Well, I write about things that have a big effect on me. And this was obviously something, you know, a miscarriage is something that had a huge effect on me. And I had struggled with how to write about it, both because it was painful and also it was just a really confusing set of emotions. And I kind of thought, well, why try to cram it into some sort of formal type of writing when I could just let it be what it wanted to be? Because typically I would want to even edit what I have now more, but I decided to ultimately keep that like rambling, just chaotic, you know, feel of the emotions I was feeling. Because even reading it now, it still kind of captures how I was feeling then. And it's kind of weird, the emotions it brings up in me. And I'm glad I didn't edit that out. This was such an interesting piece to read as we were going through all of the entries because you use the visuals so well too. And is that something that you do commonly with your writing or was that something that you kind of experimented just for this piece with? I try to keep the visuals pretty concrete and it was always hammered into me, even in undergrad, one professor in particular, I mean, he would pound his fist on the desk and say, you know, concrete visuals that people can see. Don't go to the flowery language. Don't go the the visuals should accent things. So that's kind of what I try to do, you know, uh, succeed or fail in every piece. Yeah. And that's something I think with your piece is so strong, not only with the words, you know, there's so much going on underneath them. You start in this, you know, kind of a funny line and then it quickly goes into this true vulnerability. And then, you know, the way that you've formatted the piece with the red and black text and the fade outs. It's all very subtle, but very clear about like what you're talking about. Is this your first experimental piece by any chance or have you done it before? It's the first experimental piece I would say that I took to completion and began as an experimental piece. If you're a writer, you write a lot of stuff. I've got a lot of unfinished things or scraps of ideas here or you know things like that that may not be finished. But this was the first one where I think I realized it didn't really fit into anything like fiction or nonfiction or poetry or anything like that. It really was just kind of what it was and I couldn't make it anything other than what it wanted to be. That's great. Last question. Do you have any other pieces that you'd like to plug or anything you're finding inspiring in this crazy time? Right now I'm kind of focusing more on photography than writing just Hmm. because that's something that can be done here and there as as an image catches my eye or it's a lot easier I find with visual mediums to pick up and go and you know kind of leave them be where writing things I tend to like to sit down and really dive into them and right now that's been a little tougher. Mm, Yes thank you for joining us and sharing your piece with us and I hope you have a great day. Thank you same to you. I highly recommend you check out Carried in our Act Break issue because Anthony did an amazing job adding visual elements to the piece. While you're there, sign up for our newsletter to learn about our upcoming writing contests, issue submissions, and a lot of other great news from Exposition Review. Or you can follow us on Instagram at Exposition Review, Twitter at Exposition Review Lit, or on Facebook. In the meanwhile, thank you so much for listening. Good night and good reading. 
thank you to Alexander Blue for our intro and outro music, and thank you to our donors that have made it possible for us to pay our authors. Exposition Review is a fiscally sponsored project of Fractured Atlas, so your donations are tax deductible. Find out more at www.expositionreview.com.